Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and thank you so much for being here and listening to another episode of the D-Shift Podcast. And we have somebody who, it's interesting, I have met Alana at several different things, and then we finally were able to get together and do a podcast. So um, Alana Rubashevsky is a separatrix guru, which I think is just a totally cool and unique title that I've never heard anybody else use. And I'm going to let, Alana, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to to the guests and or to the listeners because you have a wealth of information and you're one of the guests I've really been looking forward to um, speaking with because of your experience through the court system and working with people going through divorce. So take it away, Alana. Thank you so much, Marty. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, A little bit about me. Well, I've been through a 10-year high-conflict divorce on a two-year marriage And uh, I got my ABA American Bar Association paralegal certification. I became a divorce coach, certified divorce coach, and I've been a litigation manager for seven years. So um, I've been a client. I've been dealing with uh, clients on the attorney's end going through divorce, um, hundreds and hundreds of people with that. And I've also been interacting with more than like 50 attorneys and I've witnessed many, many judges. So I do have a wealth of knowledge and I do refer to myself as a separatrix guru. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so so this is interesting because um, that's one of the big things that I found as a, as a mediator. Um, I have people come in all the time that have these expectations of what divorce court looks like, um, you know, that the legal system really cares that he or she had an affair or the legal system really cares that, you know, they were they called people bad names and things. And yes, emotional abuse is a serious thing. I'm not making a joke of it, but it's one of those things that really the legal system doesn't doesn't recognize. So talk. can you talk a little bit around reality versus expectations when people go to divorce court or come in to see attorneys? I can totally talk to that. So let me just point out that I'm going to make an analogy first. So imagine you have a few kids at home and your kids come to you and one is like, mom, dad, they did X, Y, and Z. And and he pulled my hair and he took my Barbie and and undressed it without my permission and and all that. So and you're like, I have this meeting. I have that meeting. I have so many things to do. Go figure it out. If you can't figure it out, I'm just going to separate the two. Right. So judges have about 20 minutes per couple, which is basically 10 minutes per per side. And if there's attorneys, then there's also the back and forth. So it's technically five minutes per side. The judge talks, the other side talks, the judge talks again. And so basically you've got about the judge's attention for about five minutes per to tell your side to have the judge be like and make a decision on, are you right or are you right? Right. And so the judge is doing the best they can. But being human, there's the okay, based on what I see, because they see about 100 people coming through their courtroom for, you know, per day, if you know, if not more. And so 
they have their groups. Okay, well, if you're dressed like this, you look like that. Or if you have this kind of tone, or if you have this kind of statement, then you automatically get placed in this group right here of, you know, of the, um, there's, there's many titles and I don't want to start bringing them up to scare people, but like one of them is gatekeeper, for example. Okay. Well, you're a gatekeeper and I'm not going to label you that way, but you know, we're going to go with the other side because you're preventing this parent from being, you know, from enjoying time. So they have 20 minutes or five minutes technically per side to decide who is right, who is wrong. And so they're just busy. They have next people to get to and they see things that are absolutely horrific. Yeah. Which is um, rape with rape on children or uh, physical abuse. Yeah. And so for them to have this nitpicky, he took my Barbie is not something they want to deal with. Yeah. So they're doing the best they can. However, they have their point of view. Judge attorneys have their point of view of, well, this is what I've experienced and I don't want to get yelled at and I don't want to get scolded because my reputation, I'm here every day in front of this judge. So I'm not going to address certain things. Yeah. So basically you've got many chefs in this kitchen or many CEOs in this company. And imagine having like having 10 different CEOs running a company. Your company is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> They're all experts in their field, but nobody knows. Yeah. So my suggestion is get out of the court system, go into mediation, go into conscious uncoupling, work through your triggers together and figure out or on yourself, work on your own triggers and figure out what it is that you can do to be the CEO of your own divorce. Right. Take back your power. And, and basically, especially when the kids are involved, yeah. you've got this thing where you're just like, you're giving somebody else control to tell you what is best for your child. When the parents are the ones who should, I don't use that word often, but should be able to work through it. But our triggers prevent us from doing that. And I want to talk to you about triggers um, in a a couple of minutes here, but there is something that I really, that you have said that I think is really, really worth stressing. Um, And I have also sat in, multiple, multiple, multiple divorce hearings. And here's one of the things that I hear judges say all the time when kids are involved. I don't really care what happens to either one of the parents. I I don't care about your finances. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about, you know, who gets the house or who doesn't get the house. That's, that's really, judges don't want to make that decision. They make decisions on finances on, okay, if neither party wants the house, we're selling the house. I mean, that's the kind of stuff they do. They just give these broad stroke decisions. But every judge that I have sat in on, that's been the first thing they said, I don't really care how you feel after this divorce, but I am here to represent the best interests of your children during this hearing. And so, um, yeah, I've had people that could have settled in mediation, but really wanted to go in front of a judge to have the other person made look bad. And guess what? It never happens. And they have just spent wasted their time and energy and effort. And I do want to I do want to say one other thing, too, Um, depending on where you live. And I know you're in California. Am I right on that, Alana? Um, In Texas, you can still have Texas, one of the nine states that you can still have a divorce by jury trial. So there are extended divorce trials. Um, I'm working with a couple of clients um, who are going through divorce where their, their attorneys have already said plan for five days in court. 
So, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that can really happen. And it's it's not you getting to talk. It's witnesses. It's everybody else. So with that being said and going on a little my own little tirade here, um, you have mentioned triggers. And I think this is something that that everybody going through divorce really needs to be aware of. So can you expand a little bit on that and share your wisdom? Yeah. Um, and actually, I want to add a little bit. So basically, if you take the triggers out of that, I mean, because imagine the expense needed to have a five day trial. Imagine the resources and the time away from your children who you're fighting for. Right. So all this time, all this energy, it's not just five days. It's the prep work. It's the prep work for you, for the attorneys, for the before and after. So much going on. So challenging. So keep that in mind. So back to the triggers, if you take the things that are causing you to be like, well, that's not fair. And how could they do this to me? And and this also works for non-divorcing people as well, because, you know, you have these interactions with your loved ones where it's like, like, for example, um, oh, my God, my in-laws are coming and I'm going to be judged on X, Y and Z. And I'm going to have they're going to just my mother-in-law always criticizes me and how dare she and you know nothing i do is right and and or my mom always criticizes me you know yeah things like that so those are triggers that are being pulled and pushed and and with divorce same thing because here's the thing if a stranger was to say something that your ex says to you or your significant other says to you you won't respond the same way you will be very normal and cordial. Like for example, hey, can you pass the water? You can, that can cause an explosion in your significant other or ex. Oh my God, can't they just get up and get it themselves? They always ask me to pass them the water. It's like, it's halfway between me and them. It's like on the same, on the table, halfway between us. Why do I have to reach over? Why right. can't they reach over? If a stranger does, oh, sure, here you go. I'll even get up and pour it for you. You know, so it's just like, those are the triggers that cause that. And why? Because we have some other hurts and we have expectations yeah. from them. So our expectations and reality has a gap. So if we bridge the gap, it's a little bit better and we can be happier and we yeah. can remove the triggers as well. And and would you say too, when you're working with people, because um, I see this in my divorce coaching quite a bit. And and I don't know whether it's expectations or triggers or a combination of both, but they look at the individual's past pattern of behavior. Yeah. And then for some reason, here's one I hear all the time. Um, he or she is always late to pick up the kids. I'm so tired of them always being late to pick up the kids. So here's my question. Well, how were they at keeping, you know, how were they at showing up on appointments at time when you were married? Oh, showed up an appointment on time they were always a happen and i'm like well what the hell did you think was different because you went through a divorce like that's your expectation and your trigger really buying in so where do you how do you see things like that play out is that is that something you see or do you see that combination kind of occurring in your clients i do see that combination so the thing is bridging the gap which is basically if you're if you are expecting them to be late, then you won't get upset that they're late. But if you're expecting them to be on time, but they're never on time, you know, the reality is they're never on time, but you're expecting them to be. My my sister-in-law, always, always late. I love her to pieces, but she's always late. I just plan accordingly. I tell her 30 minutes before it's supposed to happen, and that way we're on time. Yeah. <laughs> but she's late and I'm 
aware. And so my expectations reach my reality. So it works wonderfully. And also there was an episode about, about something similar. I think you did with um, Denise. Yes. uh, Season one, episode one, episode nine about saboteurs and sage. Yeah. And so basically the triggers kind of go hand in hand with that. And I don't want to go over the saboteurs and sage, but I will just bring up the fact that, you know, we have these saboteurs that have been placed in our, we've created them for ourselves to protect us, to help us make sense of the world. When we were kids, when we were toddlers, when we were, you know, elementary school. And now we're kind of building, those are building blocks, which we're building upon with the way we see the world now. Right. Yeah. Clothing has changed. Our diets have changed. Our workout routines changed, but no, we're still sticking to the mindsets we've had when we built them when we were toddlers. Yeah. So, um, and I'm glad you brought that up. And I know that you've you've done the positive intelligence training, and I have, and Denise has. Um, so, just to let people know, we're talking about the sage is kind of the wise voice in your head, the 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 person who's able to or the state of mind where you're able to say. This is reality. This is what's actually happening and not listening to the saboteurs, which are like those little voices that are giving you those messages like, oh, he's he's late to pick up the kids because he's trying to upset you or he's trying to inconvenience you or he knows you have a plan and um, he's just trying to throw a, a wrench into the works. You know, no, probably not. The guy is just late. <laughs> there are things that happen. So. So how do you how do you work with clients to help them tap into that sage or bridge that gap? How what are some of the things that you do? So that's how we work with the triggers. Um, and so basically, ju- and just point out the way I, I refer to sage powers is basically heart centered. So when you're coming from your true, genuine, from place in your heart based on I just want the best and I genuinely want the best. Not because, oh my God, I am so pissed and I'm just going to, I have to yell and I'm going to yell at him or at her and I'm just going to scream and throw things, you know, it happens. And, and the other day I actually got really triggered and I was like, also like, ah, and I'm like, I'm like, you need to stop time out. You can't. And so basically, <laughs> and so I've created this thing when, and it works. <laughs> Um, so when you're getting triggered, you have to twerk. (laughs) Okay. I I need to hear this. (laughs) So first it's timeout. So when you're like, like freeze, you know, so T is for timeout. Okay. And breathe. (laughs) Take those big, deep breaths. Yeah. This, just like, just, I mean, the main thing here is timeout. We'll have the breathing a little bit lower down in the line, but um, so it's, it's basically just timeout and then be like, okay, why, why, which is the explore power, but why is this going on? Why am I getting triggered? Why? Like you can be as pissed as you want. I don't care. It can be yelled out. <laughs> You're not doing it to them. You're doing it somewhere else. Right. Quietly, you know, away from the situation because you can't unhear things that you say yeah. or that have been said and you can't unsend an email or unsend a text 
And then it's like, oh, but I didn't mean it that way. And I was so at the anger rage. And then, of course, those texts can also get used against you in court. Yes. Um, Everything you type, write, leave on a voice message, tell people, yeah, don't put any of that stuff on Facebook or anything else. And voice messages, they keep, you don't keep. Yeah. So it's also, so basically time out, time out, get yourself out of that. You saying something is not going to (laughs) help. So, and then ask yourself why. So even in that ugly state, why? So TW, time out, and the why. Now, the E is explore. Hmm, what exactly is, like, where in me is this originating? And it's like, it's a fascinated anthropologist. Ask yourself why multiple times. So like layers and layers and layers. So why is this being so pissed? Okay, well, why are you pissed? Like you're having this dialogue and being like, well, let, let me dig deeper into my own psyche. Right. Which is scary, of course. But right now you're putting on your anthropologist hat, right? And so you've got this other layer underneath. Well, they do this all the time. Okay, so why does that bother you that they do this all the time? Well, it bothers me that they do this all the time because it's so, it triggers the thing where my parents did this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting layers deeper in there and you're like, oh, okay. So it may not even be in that, in them. Right. And so that's your exploring and then release. That's when you're like, oh, breathe. Yeah. Release that, shake it out, release wiggle. I don't care. Just like be like, oh my gosh, all those triggers are just like, so that's the release. So we're, we've gotten T for timeout, W for the Y, E for the explore, and R for the release, like breathe it out, get that stressful, like you've just realized this. And so getting it out of your body and breathing is very good. So yeah. breathing is amazing. Um, I like to do four counts in, hold for two, out for eight, hold for two, and do that at least three times, three to five times is perfect. And then the last one, C is for celebrate because you've just done a huge process yeah. in which you absolutely, absolutely need to reward yourself, whether it's an amazing drink that you like, you know, or something, you know, some food or, or like just a dance party, which is great um, or anything else, but just, you want to be able to do this process again. And of course, like going to the gym, it's not going to be, oh, okay, I've gotten rid of my trigger permanently. No, it's like you go to the gym, you're like, okay, I, I went to the gym for 30 minutes. I have abs now. No, you don't. I mean, <laughs> I wish it worked that way, but no, you don't. So you need to keep doing it, keep going. And, but the key thing is time out or, and if all else fails, just twerk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think that, that that's going to stick in my mind. Um, because I really do, and it doesn't matter whether you're face-to-face with your ex, whether you're dealing with your kids, let's face it, our kids trigger us too. And we, and as parents, we quite often react really poorly, (laughs) really badly, (laughs) really inappropriately sometimes with our kids. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. Um, what is it where the, where the parent says, that's it, you're grounded for a month. And then the parent goes, I don't want to deal with this teenager for a month complaining that they can't go out. And so you've got to, you've got to make those decisions. And this is, this is really hard work. So Alana, I, I really appreciate you saying that, that this isn't a one and done exercise. You've got to keep doing this. And every time you manage one trigger, guess what? You're going to discover there's another. 
because I don't know anybody. Well, maybe, you know, maybe some Buddhist monk or somebody that's really totally Zen might be able to do this. But most people have we have triggers all the time. It, I dare anybody to say they can drive in a city and not be triggered by at least one other driver because it's going to happen. Right. So we have to learn how to do this. So what what do you think? And we're just about out of time here. But what do you think are the benefits for people to actually do this hard work? Well, uh, a better relationships, enhanced state of mind, because just like going to the gym, just like eating healthy, you're nurturing your body, you're nurturing your physical body. And if you nurture your mental body, you come up, you wake up with a smile on your face Yeah. instead of, so it's basically, oh my God, everything is horrible. You, you know, those pessimistic people mm-hmm. and then there's overly optimistic people. And then there's just like, well, I don't know. I, I don't care. There's apathetic people, but you know, I'm grouping, but if you just reach for a better feeling thought or a better thinking thought, your environment is different. It's like for every choice, for every situation you've got, you've got so many options. Like, for example, I mean, when you go to the store, there's like five different types of kale at least. Mm-hmm. And it's all kale. It's like, I don't even know the difference. So, and I like kale. So I can't taste the difference in kale. Um, but you have at least five different thoughts you can think on the same topic of why did they trick? Why did they do this to me all the time? Right. A, they're not doing it to you. B, they're just being themselves. C, nothing's changed. How do you respond? So it's basically you can control and enhance the positivity in your mind. And if you practice that, it becomes automatic. And then your response, you don't react, you respond. And you respond from a place of love, a place of sage, and your relationships are better and you are happier and your children get to see that side of you. They get to see and actually witness what that looks like and experience you as the parent that you want to show up as. And I think they watch and they see parents. Kids don't want to deal with an out of control parent. Um, they when they can see that their parents handle these situations, they learn how to handle them. It's it. So thank you. This has been this has been so informative and so helpful. So I'm going to ask you because we're just about at the end here. What is kind of the one thing that you want people to remember from this conversation? Twerk. I like that. I'm going to remember that from this conversation. <laughs> it's all about sales. Just. You know, twerk. twerk <laughs> now that's I can do the arm movements. I can't do the butt movement. I've got like, I don't know. It just doesn't do that. <laughs> well, slowly, slowly. You know, practice makes improvement. It, it does. I, I think both in 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 dealing with triggers, but also probably in my dance moves too. <laughs> so. I don't know if anybody wants to see somebody my age doing that kind of thing. We can do another class on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Alana, if people want to get in touch with you, find out more about you, what's the best way? And I realize I I know you're doing a bunch of revamping with with your websites and stuff, but is there one particular place that people could reach out to you? Yes. So um, the website I'm revamping, but I do have, um, my website is liveyourbestlife.coach. And uh, I also have a gift for your audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Can you tell them um, briefly about it? And then I'll make sure all that information gets in the show notes. Perfect. Yes. Uh, So the gift is 
25 ways to be, to cool down your triggers in under two minutes. So love it. it. Thank you so much. And, and and I'm going to encourage everybody uh, go to Lana's website, download that gift. Um, So the gift is, uh, sorry, the gift is um, liveyourbestlife.coach backslash D shift gift. Okay. D shift gift. And that'll, that'll be in the, um, in the show notes, but please go download it. Um, get in touch with Alana. If you want some help with this, uh, it's not easy to do this trigger work on your own. That's a lot of time that divorce coaches spend with people working on it. What, no matter what they, some people, not everybody calls it triggers, but lots of people, it's the same thing. It's how to control your emotions. Getting emotionally healthy is a good experience for everybody. So, Alana, thank you for your time and expertise. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Marty. You're wonderful, and it's a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to The D-Shift. And come back in and listen to our next episode. Thanks for listening and supporting The D-Shift Podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.